This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online platform that helps you find a therapist that will match your needs. BetterHelp offers live video chats, um, open discussion conversations with real therapists in real time if that's what you need. I personally love it and have used it now for almost two years. I would really recommend if you need someone to talk to that is not in your family or your friend circle (laughs) that you reach out to betterhelp.com and you will receive 10% off if you use my code BGP. So again, that's betterhelp.com slash BGP to find the right online counselor for you. Hi, welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we talk about health, wellness, careers, parenting, relationships, and everything in between. I am your host, April Melton. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Big Girl Pants Podcast. Uh, I'm so excited about our guest today. I think every female listener is going to be just as excited, and men too. We're going to talk about that. Um, Please introduce yourself. Hi, April. Hi. My name is Marco Valle. I am the founder and executive producer of Aesthetic Influencers. Ooh, snap. What do y'all think about that? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to title this episode like Botox 101 or something like that so that we so it's like catchy you know so people are like what what are we talking about the three top myths of Botox exposed (laughs) um so thank you for coming um this was very like like you said earlier serendipitous like how fortuitous that I just dm'd you and you were like so open to it I love it I love the world that we live in now the social media world um So you, I want um, for everybody listening to know a little bit more about your background so that they understand where your expertise comes from. Um, So if you want to kind of take us through maybe a little bit of your career and things that you've done, companies you've worked for, and maybe what those companies do so that people understand that too. Um, But yeah, go ahead. Great. I'll start with aesthetic influencers and then I'll, then I'll, I'll jump all the way to the beginning. So aesthetic influencers is the first and only production company and show devoted to exploring the world of medical aesthetics and the and what does that mean for people who are listening that don't understand that yes word? thanks i was going to define that absolutely <laughs> like what did he just say medical who's what i'm sorry what <laughs> yeah so medical aesthetics is the world of the med spa the plastic surgery practice the cosmetic dermatologist um, that also includes uh, ophthalmologists and oculofacial plastics that do. Ooh, we can manipulate our eyes now? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they, they're the ones that specialize in, you know, Botox and facial plastic surgery and what have you. So aesthetics is all about beauty, right? And um, medical aesthetics is specific to, you know, to differentiate it from like the beauty world. Sure. Right. Medical aesthetics has to do with medical licensing. You're getting these treatments, procedures, even skin care from uh, licensed medical providers. Those could be licensed estheticians, mm-hmm. um, RNs, nurse practitioners, physicians, and so on and so forth. So okay. that's the people that's the world. who are licensed to do like your Botox, your fillers, things like that. Exactly. And right. that takes a special certification. Is that right? So that's a very interesting question. You're like, <laughs> Not normally, really. yes. <laughs> yeah, so. You would think so. You'd think. Okay. You'd think. You might be shocked, <laughs> listeners at home. Really? Yeah. So, and just to be clear, um, in terms of, right, so medical aesthetics, that covers the spectrum from clinical grade skin care to what we call injectables, like your Botox, your fillers, et cetera, mm-hmm. your um, 
energy-based devices. So those are the like cool sculpting, okay. Vivace machines. So those are your microneedling, your okay. your sound waves, your freezing, your heat, your radio waves, right? All of that, all therapy. Um, and then all the way to your actual surgical procedures. So your tummy tucks, your boob jobs, your bleff, you know, bleffs to your raise your BBLs, eyelids. Brazilian butt lifts. Correct. Everything. Exactly. We're just doing everything to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And so you would be getting, <laughs> well, you should be getting those procedures and treatments from someone that has medical licensure. Okay. Now here's the thing that most people don't know. Okay. Which is... Your medical license is an umbrella that covers the scope of your knowledge and education and expertise. And that's very important. Okay. However, there is no specific license or regulation around your actual ability as, let's say, a nurse or even a doctor to do these treatments. Okay. Right? So, in other words... I, let's say I am a, a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. um, that license covers my ability to have a med spa practice and offer these treatments and services. However, you as the consumer don't really have any way of knowing, other than what I prove to you, sure. how proficient I actually am in those treatments. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. How come there's not like a licensing or a board for this or something? That's a very good question. You're like, that's the million dollar question mm-hmm. <laughs> or billion dollar question because this is a very popular industry. Yeah. You know, I, I had the pleasure um, of interviewing Dr. Mark Duber, uh, Mark and Carrie Duber. Uh, some of your, a lot of your listeners and viewers might be familiar with them from the Real Housewives of Dallas. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lovely, lovely couple, amazing practice. They work so well together. They deliver tremendous outcomes. She focuses on the injectables and the lasers and and aesthetic side of the practice. Okay. And he, of course, he's a board-certified plastic surgeon. Sure. And in our... The perfect couple. Dynamic duo. I mean... Right? Made in heaven. Killing the game. Killing it. (laughs) And and he was... They were making the point how, you know, when you come to him, first of all, he made a really important point that... You really wouldn't come to him, let's say, for your Botox or sure. to get your lips filled. Why would you? Why would you? Right. That's not his expertise. Right. He he loves to do all of these amazing surgical treatments, right? However, you know, the point that he's making is also that you as a consumer wouldn't necessarily know that. No. So you might go to a plastic surgeon yes. or a dermatologist or cosmetic dermatologist that offers, let's right. say, injectable treatments. Yeah. But how often are they actually doing that? Yes. Where's the Yelp for the injectables, man? Where is it at? Where's the review board? Right? I don't know. Yeah. What's the website? It's kind of wild. Where can I rank There's them? an opportunity there. So, and as someone, so just for all of our listeners, mm-hmm. um, I am a complete virgin when it comes to any fillers, Botox, any facial. I've The only thing I- Is I've, that right? You're looking good, mama. For, thank thank yeah. you. I will take it. Thank you. It's on my diet. Uh, nothing. I've had a facial- I've yeah. had, uh, I use pretty good skincare, I would say, but you know, even So you that, even have, haven't had even like a hydrofacial? Nothing. Just the face, okay. Literally nothing. Um, but I do like, you know, I do work out a lot. 
So I sweat a lot. Um, I do drink at least a gallon of water a day. I take supplements. Like I don't drink alcohol and I don't use drugs. I don't, I'm not on any prescription medications. So I would say that probably attributes and also genetics. I have very good genetics, like cheekbones, everything. This is all from my dad. Yeah, really nice facial structure. Thank you. If I do say so I'll myself. I'll take that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so I have no idea where I would go or start for any of it, except, mm. right, I have some friends that have gotten Botox or have that have gotten fillers. And even if you go to the people, it's kind of like we, we rode together to this podcast because we're neighbors. Um, and we were talking about it in the car how, like, you might go to, like, a friend or you might go to ask someone else, like, oh, you might go to Google, hey, what does this person look like? But I don't know if they're good. How can I trust someone to ingest a toxin, right? What is it? A botulinum toxin? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it sounds very scary. It's yeah. so scary. Botulinum toxin. And all of the media talks about toxins all the time and how bad they are. Oh, wait, let me yeah. put some in my forehead. Hold, please. Right. <laughs> I, I prefer to call them wrinkle relaxers. See, that's better. <laughs> my 11s. My 11s are so deep. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't know. How, where the hell do I where start? Where do you start? Yeah. Yes, and you're addressing a core impetus behind the Aesthetic Influencers show, which will launch this fall on YouTube and it'll be a cross-platform. So also Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, but YouTube will be our primary channel where our mission and vision is to empower women to be able to make these decisions. Yeah. And then even deeper than that, to really develop their own personal philosophy of aesthetics. Yeah. Right. But from just that very practical question of where do I go? Yeah. Are what we know, and the whole industry knows this and has known this for years. There are millions of women who are curious about cosmetic procedures, forever curious, but also concerned, scared to death, concerned about looking fake, mm -hmm. and more deeply on an existential level, they're concerned about becoming fake, right? Right? So, there are all of these fears, misinformation, and legitimate worries that keep women from trying these procedures because they don't know where to start or who to trust. Yeah. And so a key solution that we have identified and that's receiving so much traction and enthusiasm from the industry is we help providers and also manufacturers amplify their voice above all the noise. And to, to educate, inform, and empower. 100%. Right. I love those three. Uh, well, I was going to say three E's, but there's an I in there. <laughs> Educate, <-E>. inform. <laughs> yes. And empower. Absolutely. And what we, the magic formula that we've hit on is that we do this not by focusing really on the provider or on the treatment or the brand. Right. But by focusing on the real stories from real women. The person. Mm -hmm. Right. The person. So yeah. that now you as, so to go full circle to your, your initial question of where do I start? Sure. Well, now you can hear real stories from real women, influencers or not. We work with influencers, but it's mostly just, right, regular people. I mean, right. influencers are real human regular beings, Regular people too. just like you right? and me. <laughs> like you and me. <laughs> Put their pants on one leg at a time. Right. And so our viewers are able to really empathize with someone who is going through the same journey, who had the same questions, the same concerns, and now they can talk about how that's impacted their life. Yeah. Right? In expected as well as unexpected ways so that the viewers are really able to make an, a truly educated, informed decision for themselves. Yeah. And I know that I told you about this too when we spoke on the phone. My cousin recently got a mommy makeover. So she got a tummy tuck and she got boobs. And the transformation of this girl 
I mean, she was, I think she was probably pushing 300 pounds, but she was on um, an antidepressant. I won't say which which brand or which one because that's, you know, I don't want to get sued. But she was on an antidepressant that we both know those tend to uh, potentially change your brain chemistry, whether that's for the good or the bad, right? Where it could be potentially beneficial in your mood, right? It have it has side effects. Well, her the side effect on this particular prescription was weight gain. So she gained a lot of weight. And honestly, she said, my diet didn't really change that much. It was just like, I started craving sugar and I started doing this and whatever. And the doctor just told me, you know, for years I was on this medication and it was just like, that's how it's going to be. So she decided to wean off the medication. And once she weaned off the medication, she lost like a hundred, a hundred pounds. I think she said maybe 120 now. So she had a lot of loose skin and she was very, feeling very self-conscious about like her boobs. Cause you know, girls, when we have kids, like when we lose weight, the first thing to go is the tits they're out like loose bags deflated balloons that's what they turn into even our bras can't help us like it's so sad and of course like that's where you that is one of the two indicators of what makes you a woman right is like your boobs and the other part (laughs) and it's like man when you lose that you feel like you lose a piece of yourself Mm. so when she got her boobs done and she got her tummy tuck i could see the self-confidence and like almost like a relaxed like part of her face like her it was almost like she felt uh, like a weight had been lifted all the loose skin was gone like all of the uh, insecurity was gone around like maybe her chest or her breasts or whatever or her uh, stretch marks right she's like a new woman and I'm like damn bitch get it like what's up she's like wearing crop tops now she's like showing off her belly she's wearing like uh, you know, revealing shirts. The first time she posted a selfie on Facebook and she was like showing her boobs, I was like, oh my God, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, she changed overnight. And it's like, that's the type of thing that you would want to see. And again, she's a housewife. She's she's a stay-at-home mom. She takes care of her kids. Like she works out. She takes care of herself, whatever. She's just an average person. You know, she's just an average run-of-the-mill person. I never, if she wasn't my cousin, I never would have pegged her for someone who would have wanted a mommy makeover or got that. Just because I don't know that world. But she's like completely opposite for me. She's an introvert. She doesn't talk to very many people. She just researches everything online. So mm-hmm. she was she was in like probably 10 different Facebook plastic surgery groups where they all discuss sure. like surgeons and results and all that stuff. So I was like more power to you, man. Good luck. Like whatever. And I kept asking her every day, like, how's the recovery? Like, how are you feeling? Like all of these things. And she was like, it really wasn't that bad. She's like, I think my C-section was worse. And I was mm. like, well, yeah, cause they slice through all your muscles down there. But yeah, she loved it. And it's like been a total game changer for her. She's like a new person. Crazy. I'm not surprised, you know, and I, you said she's an introvert, but sounds like someone who'd be a great guest. Right. Oh, for on, sure. On your podcast and on my show. Oh, for sure. Yes. There's so and there's so many layers of what you just described that she could share with regard to her journey, um, both leading up to the procedure and now afterward. Yeah. You know, I'm curious to to know. You know, how is this? Well, I want to know what was her marriage like before. Yeah. Right. I mean, not to pry, but I mean, that's, no, yeah. That's some great show stuff, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's right? good that, material. That's man. good material for the podcast <laughs> and for YouTube. Right. You know, what was it like? You know, you, you know, uh, uh, emotionally as well. Right. So she was depressed and then she gets on an antidepressant, which then adds weight. Well, I can only imagine that made her more depressed. Oh, my gosh. Right. So you just want to cover yourself. You don't want to show yourself off at all. Right. Yeah. 
So, you know, what what was her journey like from a marriage standpoint, you know, the marriage bed and romance, you know, emotionally? Um, how's it impacted her marriage now? Right. How do people how do people treat her? I'm sure she is oh picking gosh. up right on different vibes with regard to how people interface with her now that she's gone through it's this transformation. It's probably night and day. She mm. probably doesn't know how to handle it either. Mm. <laughs> Because she went from like, you know, very homely housewife. And again, it's my cousin. She's like my sister. So like the things that I'm saying, is, of course, it's not negative. It's just, you know. Oh, for sure. We're being honest here. Yeah. She went from very homely and not really caring much about her um, her appearance into now. She's like a diva. I'm like, get it, bitch. Like this is the, <laughs> this is the self-confidence I knew you had. Like flawless. Mm. Probably looks like she took 10 years off her life. Wow. Yeah. So hot. I would love to talk to her husband. Oh, yeah. And the kids. Yeah. yeah. And all of thoughts. them. And she's just like, yeah. she's so much happier. It's so great. That's I love lovely. it. Lovely. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. And then the hope is that, that that newfound confidence and happiness then translates into, I'm going to assume here, I'm going to assume that the hope is that this all translates into a happier marriage, a happier home life, yeah. right? Just that everything just synergizes yep. and snowballs, if yes. I can mix those metaphors, right? From of course. all of that. Um, I think of, you know, this is a, a different analogy, but let's say a young man who maybe used to be overweight or maybe on the other spectrum, you know, lots of guys struggle with putting on muscle, right? They're skinny. Yeah. And then they work hard and and they focus and they get things together. And then now they've got muscles and they're looking good and feeling good. And there's a whole different level of how women interact with them, guys, prospective employers, clients, oh, yeah. right? It just all snowballs into the snowball of goodness. <laughs> and you always hope for that. However, there's also, right, as we continue that conversation, and I love to explore, you know, I love to peel back the layers of the onion. Oh, for sure. There are also other conversations to be had around discontentments that can seep in. Right. And and also where major lifestyle changes or improvements can um, have negative effects that were unexpected. For sure. Right? Yeah. And so I, I want... You know, my goal for my audience and, you know, for me, it all goes back to like my daughter and her being empowered to make the best decisions for herself as she's growing up in a radically different world than what for you sure. and I grew up in. Right? Yes. Um, I want them to be able to, to, you know, hear all of these different perspectives, to be able to make the best possible decision for them. And by the way, those decisions might even change based on their phase in life. Right. Right. Yes. You know what? What? What phase am I in? What are my principles? What are What are the outcomes and objectives that I'm aiming for? You know, now that I'm in my twenties, yes. my thirties, my forties, my fifties. Yes. Right. Those right. decisions as a fifty year old. Oh my gosh. Going to be very different from someone uh, in their late twenties. Yes. Or early twenties. Or how about eighteen? <laughs> I know a girl that saved all of her money from her first job to get a boob job. Mm. Eighteen years old. See, I would love. As soon as she turned eighteen. I would love to have a conversation with that young lady. What was driving? I will intro you to her as well. <laughs> right? Uh, thank you. Um, you know, because I, was like, and I think for girls, it's so much comparison. Mm. This is what I want. This is what I want to look like. This is what's popular. Girls who have boobs are more confident. They walk with their shoulders back. They walk with their head high. I don't have any boobs, so maybe I don't fill out my bathing suit or I don't fill out my bra or whatever. You know, again, that feminine energy is just 
in these little fun bags. And it's like, if we don't have them, how much of a woman do, do we feel like? Think about like a cancer patient, a breast cancer patient. Mm. Maybe she loses her boobs because she had a double mastectomy. Ask her. We oh. had we had a guest on the show. Yeah. We've gone through that, yes. And her, femi- her femininity or her, or her um, the feminine energy is almost like depleted because you don't have your boobs anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean- Listen, at a certain age, it probably would have been liberating. She's like, I don't have to fuck with these anymore. I don't have to wear a bra anymore. Like, I don't care. We're good. <laughs> I'll wear some padded, uh, a chest pad or a chest plate whenever I go out in public. But other than that, I'm going to sleep. Yeah, because it, it just, it varies. Depends on where you're at in your life, right? Yeah. And that girl, my friend was 18. Uh-huh. Got it done as soon as she could. Back then it was like, I think it was like 3,500 bucks, maybe uh-huh. five grand. It makes me feel old. <laughs> that was like 16 years and ago. I, you know, and I want to be clear. I'm not implying that I, I disagree with that decision. Of course. Right. I, I'm, first of all, it's not my place to agree or disagree. It was right. her decision. However, um, I do wonder what was, to your point, what was the thought process and what was the information she was working off of? And would she have made that same decision had she waited, let's say, until she was 25? Right. Right. And... Um, to your, you know, what you're saying about a woman's identity, um, connected to that, I, on the, on the opposite side of that, I know uh, a young lady who is very attractive, very successful CEO. And she was asking me my opinion and advice about breast augmentation because she has a very small breast. Mm-hmm. And she was walking me through like all of the the practical challenges around. And this actually, this is a conversation between me, her, and her husband um, all together over drinks. And she was saying that you know even dresses don't quite hang properly the right way, right? right. Because they're cut a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you have me who has the opposite problem, <laughs> where it's like if I wear a shirt, even on this podcast, if I wear a shirt that like shows my chest like this much, I'm a whore. You know, it's so sweet. I just love it so much. And it, like I'm in sales, right? And mm-hmm. like most of the hiring managers that I'm dealing with are men. Mm-hmm. So like I have to really be cognizant of the shirts that I'm wearing to happy hours or lunches or anything that like I cannot show anything or I would be misinterpreted as using my body for sales. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Mm-hmm. I'm j- I just have boobs. Okay. Like, <laughs> which is another interesting layer of the conversation. It's so, like, it's what, so real. What does what do breasts communicate, right? That like even it's asking like that pri- question is it's so like interesting. It's like primal, though. Mm-hmm. It's like primal, mm-hmm. especially for dudes. Mm. Even yeah. probably more so. I can vouch for that. If they were breastfed, <laughs> like let's be real. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, and I it's think- like if I wore, you know, a sweatsuit, it would probably still be. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like you can't see the silhouette right under the clothes. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. Yeah, I think I read, I could be wrong, but someone correct me in the comments, but I think I read that humans and elephants are the only mammals whose breasts um, are up front and remain enlarged throughout the course of their lives. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the, the biological purpose for the elephants, but the argument was made that that is, that's, you know, we can conjecture that that ties into this biological mechanism that we have as as human mammals that breast, yes, obviously serve the primary function sure. of feeding but the infant. But there's so much more than that. But yes, there yeah. is actually a, a sexual attractiveness component. Oh, yeah. Well, the same thing with like, um, let's say, uh, I don't want to say like the Coke bottle because it's such an overused term, but like a um, a biologically pleasing 
woman that has like, you know, the breasts, the small waist, the large hips, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like biologically, a man is going to be more attracted to that because that tells him that she would be good for mating. Mm -hmm. But like, we don't, we don't know that. That's just something that's developed in within us over centuries Mm -hmm. or however long you think we've been alive. Right, right. There are these innate cues that we have that convey health, virility, nubility. All the things. Absolutely. And it's nuts Mm because it's like, oh, if she has a small waist or the the waist to hip ratio, she's good for bearing children. Or if she has breasts, she'll be able to sustain (laughs) my my young. But in reality, you were thinking about like 21-year-old dudes who were like, she's hot. I want to bang her. You know? (laughs) And there's like so many things going on that we don't even think about. I mean, humans so are- So many layers. Humans are right? fascinating. Yes. I mean, obviously. Multi-layered. Yeah. So what gives you the expertise to talk about all of these things? Oh, yeah. I didn't even tell you about my background. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who am I? I, I love know. all these. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love all these fabulous, I would Rants. call them tangents, but they're, they're really tangents. They're it's all lovely. related. Yeah. It's the best part about a podcast. Mm-hmm. We just go in 47 different directions. <laughs> right. <laughs> it falls on all under the umbrella. Yes. So I got my start in the medical aesthetic space back in 2010 working for Allergan. For okay. those of your listeners that don't know, Allergan is the maker of Botox, the Juvederm line of hyaluronic acid fillers, so your Juvederm Voluma, Velour, Volbella, et cetera. Juvederm is what goes in your lips? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hyaluronic acid filler. Yeah. So Botox, I'll give you guys a quick rundown of, of how they work. Yes, please. So, wait, wait, we can go, I'm as, like, we can go as deep as you me. want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, turn into like some nighttime listening I know. for <laughs> listeners around the You do have mechanism. a very soothing voice. Do so I? there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Put people to sleep. It's fine. Welcome. <laughs> this is the meditation Big hour. girl. Yes. <laughs> We're putting on our big girl pants now. <laughs> and going to sleep. One leg at a time. <laughs> Now we yeah, now we're gonna take off our big girl pants and put on some sweats <laughs> as we slide into the bed, sipping our warm chamomile. This is insane. You could totally put people to sleep with that. That's you should be on the calm app. I'm gonna subscribe to that. <laughs> so Really quick, and we I seriously can put everyone to sleep going as deep in the science as you would like to go. Um, but Botox, is a it's technically a neurotoxin. I know that sounds like so scary, scary for sure. Right? And it's like so close to my brain. What do you <laughs> mean? <laughs> You're gonna make me How, stupid. They're they gonna inject that needle through the cranium into my my brain. You're gonna give me a what is that called? Lobotomy. Yeah, lobotomy yeah. Mm. with this needle. Mm. Um, we can even go into the history of that. But well, actually, it, let me stop. Because I will, I can already sense myself getting pulled into all the all nerd, the different directions. I love nerdy, it though. Geeky science, but if, if I go that direction, I'll never actually tell you about my career. Of course. So let me let's do that quick, like two and a half minute overview, and sure. then we can go wherever you want. So Perfect. back in 2010, I got hired by Allergan, the maker of Botox, Juvederm, um, also Latisse, mm-hmm. the Magic mm-hmm, Lash, th- lashes thicker, longer, darker. Um, Kybella, which uh, reduces your submental fat, your your double chin, cool sculpting. Kybella goes in your chin. Yeah, you inject it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's called submentally or below the the okay. jawline, below okay. the mentalis. All right. Yeah, so you inject it and it uh, it uh, permanently reduces your fat there. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Quite fascinating science. Ding, light bulb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then cool sculpting, okay. which right freezes your fat off permanently. Allergan also owns uh, Skin Medica. That's the clinical line of skincare. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, they also do Natrell breasts. So they're also in the breast implant business for reconstructive as well as augmentation. Okay. So I worked for Allergan. About three years. What'd you do for them? Sales? Yeah. So I was a business development manager. Look a at glorified, you. A B- glorified a sales BDM. rep. A BDM. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what is that? Is I've this been, safe for kids? What is I've BDM? Been, <laughs> what, is this, what does this stand for? There's no S there, what kind of show Calm is this? down. Just bring it down. <laughs> that, I've had that title a few times. I think my title Have you? I think my title might be BDM still, whatever. Okay. Sales. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. Right? I know. Fancy. Yeah. It's really, it's like, oh, you were a sales rep. Exactly. Okay, yes. Um, so, and funny enough, this is a whole other story too, but I'm from LA and San Francisco and they relocated me to Albuquerque, New Mexico for this role. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And I lived there for four years. Um, were you like, op- were you just expanding the company that was your new territory or yeah, something? Yeah, so okay. I was in charge of managing those accounts for almost the entire state and and growing and opening new accounts. So, and I loved it. I loved Albuquerque, Santa Fe, New Mexico, beautiful. I love to hike. It's amazing. Yeah. Skiing and snowboarding. All the things. People are great. The food. Um, And then I went into the tech space for a couple of years. I got recruited. I was also selected to be on the Botox advisory board, which was very exciting. Fancy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got recruited to go into the tech space in a marketing role. I had never had a formal marketing role before. So that was a great opportunity. And I left Allergan on great terms. A lovely company. I have many dear friends there. And <clears throat> the tech space was wonderful. I learned so much, but it's also very, very volatile. Mm-hmm. And so after about a year plus of craziness in that space, you know, for every like Facebook, there are 10,000 amazing oh, tech startups that yeah. go sideways. I've, I've had uh, a gentleman on the podcast before he started one. Um, it was literally a FOMO app. Like <clears throat> it was called Surfboard. Yeah, And it was all about like where you are, what you're doing, what your friends are doing. And it's like, let me show you on social media what we're doing so that we can. How cool is that? And then the pandemic hit. (sighs) There you go. (laughs) And nobody went anywhere. Yeah. So it failed. But it wasn't like it failed because of bad business, right? It failed because literally a pandemic happened. Right. So now he's starting a new one that's all about uh, social media for NFTs. I love it. Live your best life. Great. He's amazing. Fabulous. Uh, amazing. Lives in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Moving to Miami soon. A lot of, of tech. Course. Okay, of there you, you go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whatever. So um, right at that time, Galderma mm-hmm. was making a huge splash in the aesthetic market, and I got recruited to join their brand new aesthetic sales force. And so I got relocated from Albuquerque, New Mexico to San Antonio, Texas. Oh, nice. And I was the sales representative for all of South Texas for Galderma's portfolio, which includes the Restylin family of filler. Okay. So a lot of your viewers have heard of Restylin. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are multiple fillers under that brand name. And Sculpture Aesthetic, which has become very hot recently, and which is a very different kind of filler. Okay. Um, it's it's really really interesting science behind that product, and then Disport, which competes mm-hmm. against Botox. Botox. Mm-hmm. So Is there after, another big competitor against Botox? So Disport. It's Botox. It's Botox. Disport's number two. Okay. And then the, um, there is Xeomin. Okay. Which is made by MERS, another fabulous product. Okay. And Javo, which is made by Evolus. Okay. Also great product. All right. Mm-hmm. So we have four. 
ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. All and right. with more to come. Mm, that's oh, coming. Yeah. Stay tuned. More to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very hot market for all, for all aesthetics. It's the market is incredibly hot. Yeah, it's insane. Growing like yeah. Um, and so after a year, I got promoted. I came. That's that's what brought me to DFW. So I've been here for now seven years. Got promoted um, to go into the home office and event, ended up leading U.S. sales training for Galderma Salesforce. Worked on their brand advisory boards as well and. Ended up getting, after five years at Galderma, I got recruited to go to the other side of the table. Okay. And so I worked for a couple of med spa companies, <clears throat> one called Orange Twist, based out of Southern California. Okay. In a sales director role, and another one called uh, It's a Secret, based out of uh, here in Ooh, DFW. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always fun when people are like, That's where do you work? marketing. You're like, where do you work? It's, it's a, a secret. secret. They're like, no, seriously, you can tell me. <laughs> Yeah, who's on first? You're like, I'm not that cool, okay? It's literally <laughs> called It's a Secret. <laughs> it's not the CIA, all right? right. Just calm down. <laughs> it's so funny. But all of that was happening as personal things in my life were going sideways that I needed to corral. And once I did corral all of those personal family issues, I found myself in a position to say, okay, what do I want to do with the rest of my life here? Yes, yeah. Right? I, I want to really... I do my best to leave a legacy for my kids. I have two kids, boy and a girl. My son's 13, my daughter's 10. Yeah. And I love the space that I'm in. It's uh, serendipitous and providential that I ended up here. I never expected to be in medical aesthetics. But I love it. I know a lot about it. And I think that I can be a force for change and good and impact by empowering women, starting with my daughter, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. right, who's growing up fast, and so are all of her peers, yeah. to have a philosophy, create their own personal philosophy of aesthetics, and to think deeply about what does it mean to be beautiful, and yeah. to be a beautiful person, right. right, and to understand where does beauty and outward beauty where does that fit into my life right. so that they're not caught between these two extremes, which I often see uh, among women. Men, it affects men as well. But these extremes where it's either A, all aesthetics or beauty is is vain. Right. Right. It's You're fake. You, you're all you fake. care about is your outward appearance or what do people— uh, um, surface. Yeah. What, a, what people, uh, perceive you, right. Mm-hmm. It's all about perception and whatever. Right. Right. So there's that one extreme, which is, it's an extreme. That's not true. Sure. And then there's the other extreme where women are slaves to what's the hot new trend. What's this influencer doing? <sighs> this, where, 90s what are the shit, co- this 90s shit that's coming back. I am like unsubscribe. If you guys bring <laughs> back low rise denim, I'm out. I am out. <laughs> It's like my, my fifth grade wardrobe exploded on all these new girls. And I'm like, I saw something on Instagram the other day and it was like, if you, if y'all are really trying to do these nineties trends, you need to pluck your eyebrows out because we all did it. Okay. Every single one of us, we all did it. And we had white eyeshadow and ugly lip gloss. Oh my god! We did all of those things that is with hilarious. the butterfly clips. Yes. <laughs> Butterfly clips. Oh, yeah. God. They were the worst. I'm waiting for like Z Cavarici and parachute pants to come back. Listen, I'm here for those hammer pants. <laughs> Go hammer. Because MC Don't Hammer had the most comfortable pants I've ever seen in my life. The, cr- the drop crotch, Lots the crotch didn't start to your knees. <laughs> Hello? I have your, all this your, room. Your ankles. No one's looking at me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think uh, it's really tough, right? Because not only do I have to be, um, not only do I have to be kind to myself, Mm -hmm. but I have to be kind to myself in front of my daughter. Mm -hmm. Like I have to make sure that the things that I say about my body, like, oh, I'm feeling so bloated today. Oh, I'm feeling so fat today, especially lately, right? I've I've gained uh, 20 pounds since last year because of IVF treatments and all those things. Which is fine. Like, I know it's for the greater good, right? But it still has an impact on you. And it's like, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Tell it. Uh, last, I think it was like two weeks ago, I put on a pair of jeans. I walked out and Chloe was like, mom, what's on your jeans? I was like, I don't, I don't know what's, what's on them. She was like, there's like a, it's like a tan thing. I had a hole in my pants because my ass split my jeans. Okay. Stop. Swear. It. All right. They were like my favorite pair of jeans, but whatever. No. So I was like, I'm like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna do besides laugh? Right? You, you gotta, just laugh. You gotta I'm laugh. just like, whatever, fuck it, it's fine. Absolutely. I'll live. It's okay. But yeah, like the things that we say, I had a, um, I had a dietitian on, and we were talking about like eating disorders and stuff like that, and like how to train your kids and make sure that the terminology and the phrasing and the speech that you use around food and around exercise is not something that's going to induce an eating disorder. Mm. Because for me, that was like growing up in the household that I grew up in, which I told you about on the ride over here. um, It was just like the only thing that I could control was food. So like I have to make sure that everything that I say around Chloe is like body positive, like you're healthy. Mm -hmm. We ride our bike because we want to sleep better because Mm -hmm. we want to feel better because it's fun to exercise. And those things are fun. And like the reason why we can't eat Takis every day is because they're not good for us. (laughs) And like, you know, all those things, but also having really good options on hand for her, like diet wise and doing things with her. Like I didn't want to be that mom who was like, you need to go ride your bike. You need to go exercise. You need to go ride your scooter. You need to go do this. So like I bought a bike, I bought rollerblades. I do those things Good with her. I ride the, I'd walk the dogs with her. Like yeah. I do all those things. How great is that? It's so fun. And it's like, those things are, that's a memory that I could never replace. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just establishing all of these things with her and making sure that like I'm the example that she sees so that it's not yes. like a, my parents never did those things with me. So why would I do that? You know, totally. Yeah. So like same thing with all these girls at school, right? There's like, I mean, she's in second grade. There's already sassy girls at school. There's already girls that get their mm-hmm. nails done at school in second grade. I'm talking acrylics. <laughs> second grade. She was like, why can't, why wouldn't you pay for that for me? What in the world? I was like, the first time I got my nails done, I was 16 and I had a job. <laughs> like I paid for that myself. And I told her, I told her straight up. I was like, you got to have things to look forward to. Mm. If I give you everything right now, you have nothing to look forward to. I said, mm-hmm. it's called a rite of passage. You have to get there. We have to get like to that. these places yes. to where, you know, oh, okay. I paid my time. Like yeah. I did all of that to earn the right to do yes, these things. I'm a big believer in rites of passage. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you everything just because mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you just get away with all this just because, or like color your hair or let you wear makeup or let you shave your legs or let you do any of those things until it's age appropriate. If I give you all of it now, then you will have literally nothing to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And then you start doing bad things, you know, idle hands, like I can't let that happen. Yeah. And April, you know, what I love, if I could interject, what I love about where you're taking this conversation is your commitment to thoughtfulness. Yeah. Right? You're really modeling for Chloe and teaching her 
how to think and be mindful. It's another word, right? Thoughtfulness or mindfulness. There are so many pressures and so much noise on us from every direction. Oh, yeah. To just check out, to be captive by every whim, every trend, every marketing campaign. Yeah. As to really being mindful and thoughtful and self-aware about why am I doing this? Right. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this way? You know, why Why am I making healthy lifestyle choices? Oh, because I saw my mom model this and it was thoroughly enjoyable. Right. And there's so many other benefits that I get from living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Right. And so all of that translates into our philosophy around medical aesthetics and thinking through around, okay, why... Why am I frustrated with the way I'm looking right now? Yeah. And working through from a, a healthy perspective and getting outside outside input as well around these issues, which may be valid um, or may be overblown or maybe something that it's a phase we're going through. You know, we had a guest on the show and so your listeners aren't confused when I say we have a guest on the show. We're doing like regular filming um, until we launch in the fall. And then That's all, smart. We'll continue to do. You're basically pre-batching content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, all of our content right now is available on our Instagram, which is aestheticinfluencers.show. Yeah. So check it out. Aestheticinfluencers.show. Aestheticinfluencers.show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have him plug that too. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, so we had a guest on, uh, Leah Toshia. She's a local influencer, lovely, lovely young lady. And there was a great com- part of the conversation with her um, and Jen Pilot, who is her um, nurse practitioner injector um, over at Lemon Avenue um, Plastic Surgery and Laser Center around her nose. And Leah has always, she was saying that her entire life, she's been bothered by her nose. Okay. Like, I think particularly like the way her bridge arch or something like that. Sure. And then she got, if I remember the story correctly, I don't think she had a nose job. I think she had a, a non-permanent filler In, nose yeah, the, job, yeah. yeah, which is a hot, super hot new trend right now. And like so effective. I mean, yeah, it looks amazing, right? You look yeah. at before and afters, you're like, what? I'm like, world? you don't get black eyes from that? She's like, nope. <laughs> I literally left and looked normal the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same day. Yeah. yeah. It's like you did it at lunch, right? Lunchtime lift. And... And Leah's perspective, if I remember the conversation correctly, was none of her, she felt like a million bucks over the moon when she saw the result, right? Like here, I am about to start my new life. Look at my new nose. Right? And none of her friends even noticed. No one noticed. She had to point it out to them. But here's the thing that she walked away with, which is, wow, this really only bothered me. me, Yes. Right? And then, so, right, layer upon layer of these conversations and insights as we are working to be mindful about these choices and how we see ourselves. Yeah. Guess where she's at now? She's like, you know what? Once this, like, goes away, because over time it will end up being metabolized, right? She's like, I don't think I'll do it again. Because it was like I needed to experience that. Of course. To now be at peace. See the flip side of the coin, right? Whoa. Amazing. Incredible. And talk about like the reverse of what you think is going to happen, right? Like, oh, now I will forever get this thing or whatever. Like, <laughs> This is my new identity. This is my new, my new nose. This is mm-hmm. my new me. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, no, I'm good. Right. We're good. Right. I also. Oh, cool. Right. And, you know, talking about noses, especially the nose is so personal. 
right? Like oh, it, for sure. It really But drives. it can really transform your face too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I meant to say. Yeah. It, it, it's transformative. Yes. Right? It is a huge part of our personality and how we are perceived by others um, as a facial feature. Yeah. And we had another guest, uh, Anna Gardner, who's a lovely, lovely aesthetic injector. She works with Jennifer Prince, who's one of the hottest, most, uh, I don't mean looks wise, although she's very beautiful. <laughs> Sorry, Jen, we came out the wrong way. You're super fine. All yes, right? you super are fine. beautiful, my dear. <laughs> beautiful inside and out. You know that I love you. Um, but she's a very hot in terms of she's very influential. People look up to her from around the world. She's based out of Scottsdale runs a practice called Institute of Aesthetics. And Anna was talking about how she had had a an actual plastic surgery nose job. Yeah. And how, like Leah, so delighted with the result, would not go back, right? But it fundamentally changed how she looks. Oh, yeah. And so... It's really interesting, right? And you her, have to adjust to that. Yeah. Your her, face is now new. Her husband literally said, honey, I loved you before. Right. I loved you now. I think maybe we need to do like new wedding photos. Because <laughs> you don't You're look. You're not the same person anymore. You don't look the same. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like all the photos right? of yourself. Damn. She's like, you're going to have to get a new profile photo. Everything is changing, okay? Your whole new person. Your whole new life. Right. And I so bet that, that's how my cousin feels too. You're right. And so that ties back into, you know, I want to facilitate and invite meaningful conversations where people can really like work this stuff out. Yeah. Because these aren't, you know, there's a side of the business where people go, oh, what's the big deal? You know, injectables, surgery, fill in the blank. Yeah. You know, we don't have the same qualms about hair color or, you know, uh, fill in the blank, you know, makeup, looks. Well, but there's an, there's a permanence to this. Exactly. Right? Even even among the impermanent procedures and treatments, right? Like you get your, your Botox or Dysplasium and sure. Jibo. Yeah. It's going to last, you know, three, four months. Right. And then, okay, fine. But still, it is impacting the way you interact with the world, yes. right? And the way others interact with you. It's, yes. it's fundamentally different than changing your hairstyle. Oh, for sure. Right? So to for women to not have these kinds of conversations with, or let me back up step. Women are having these conversations. With each other, for yes, sure. All the are. time. The issue or the opportunity that we see or the gap that needs to be filled is to have these conversations or to listen in on these conversations mm -hmm. between women who have had these procedures and the providers that love them. Yes. Right? right. So that's what makes that's the most unique thing of that we do in the show is sh we 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 tell providers and manufacturers, look, stop talking about yourself. Right. Showcase your expertise. Yes. And your products and how amazing they are by sharing the stories of your patients. For sure. Right? That's where the focus is. Bring their stories to light and then you discuss and you back it up with the products or procedures that you used and then you're last. Exactly. Like, love you, but you make a lot of money. Okay? <laughs> We're not going to highlight you right now. We're going to highlight her. Yeah. We're going to highlight this mom who's had four kids. Yes. Who feels like her body's completely blown out. And she has <laughs> nothing to show for it. She does not. She has not one ounce of self-confidence mm -hmm. because of the way she looks, even if she's lost a lot of weight. Right, right. Right. There's another thing, too, is like 
um, not even with moms, but like with people who have lost a lot of weight, who now have like a lot of loose skin. Like there's a lot of influencers who are being very, um, transparent and, and skin positive or whatever. They're like, you mm. know, I've lost all this weight, but I have 20 pounds of skin. Mm. So they're getting like the tummy tuck mm-hmm. or the skin removal surgery. Right. There's one girl that I follow that literally had her arms. She had the procedure done on her arms and then on her back because she had so much skin yeah. all over her body. Yes. And she lost like... 25 pounds just from skin alone, like in that procedure. Imagine Can we just what that pause there. 25, 25 pounds. pounds. That'd be like wearing a weighted vest. Yeah, one of my kettlebells is 25, is 25 pounds. It's a legit. That's just heavy. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine carrying that around? My knees would kill me. They'd Seriously. be like, fuck you. Yeah. One of my guests, um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to skip saying this too, that we, for the show specifically, we don't just hi, um, interview medical aesthetic professionals, but we also interview um, marriage and family counselors, sex therapists, trauma coaches. Yeah, really digging into inner and outer beauty and how do you balance that and harmonize and define that. And one of our guests, Karen Bright, is a local trauma coach here in DFW. It was an amazing conversation. I bet. And one of the things that came out in the conversation is we're going to have her come back because she is going to be getting surgery on her... Her bat her, wings. Her, yeah, her, that's what that's she calls them. That's what they are, man. Right? The second wave, because man. Wave right back at you. Because she's lost all this weight. Yeah. And she's like, there is nothing I can do about this nothing. anymore. I Literally can't nothing. Out, out work, I can't work out this, no. <laughs> if I can phrase that correctly. Yeah. Right? There's no lifestyle choice I can make. There's no- It's only a surgical no solution No amount of curls is going to get rid of this skin. Correct. <laughs> and I do feel, right? And that's also an interesting nuance in the conversation too, which is I, I think that we are more- gracious toward others when we say, well, there was nothing she could do about it. Oh, for sure. She had to get surgery. She for that. had to. Right. But if there's a choice, but if you choose, then if we're, it's more elective, judgy. we're more judgy. We're more judgy wedgy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, it's still Must elective. Be nice. It's still mm. elective, right? Because it's Whatever. not affecting her. It's not going to, if she, losing those bat wings aren't going <gasps> to, keeping the bat wings aren't going to kill her. So she's still choosing to have it. Which is so crazy because that really just says more about you than it does about the person. You know, if that's like your perspective on whether or not she wants to do that to make herself happy. Correct. Find a hobby. Correct. Exactly. Get Find something to do. Yeah. Go read a book. No, we need to. Yeah. (laughs) Go read a book. I've got some I could recommend. (laughs) Me too. We need to to get back to the fundamentals. You know, the, the core, what I call first principles. And... One of, you know, people ask me, you know, what, like, what was the impetus for aesthetic influencers? And two things I like to point out. Number one is a story that from a conversation that I had with my daughter when she was very young, where she asked me, you know, what does daddy do at work? Yeah. And well, I I sold Botox at the time. Yeah. So, um, I I kill women's faces. How do I convey this? One shot at a time. Right. (laughs) Actually, I think I sold Disport at the time. I kill women's stress. Yeah. <laughs> One shot at the time. Well, so what I said was, that's a really good point. I said, I thought about it. You know, daddy helps helps people feel a little happier and more beautiful in their own skin. Literally in their foreheads. Right, literally. <laughs> and she's like, hmm, okay, you know, I guess that makes she's sense. She's like, wow, my dad's a saint. Yeah, right. Saint Marco. <laughs> saint Mark. Um, but then she followed up with, well, am I beautiful? Mm. Right, I'm saying I help you. You're, that's exactly it. Of course, I picked you are. her up, and I'm like, honeybee. Yes, and she is, <laughs> and she's hilarious too. Um, and she, which, by the way, as a side note, because in my conversation with Jennifer Prince, 
uh, over in Scottsdale, one of the points she was making was about the importance of not just always telling your daughters that they're beautiful, right? Right. There's so much more than mm-hmm. that. And right. w- absolutely. And I thought, what do I tell? What do I tell my daughter all the time? I'm like, oh yeah, I tell her that she's hilarious. She <laughs> is. That's like the number one thing I tell so her. So is she's mine. Hilarious. I'm like, you are so funny, dude. You're so funny. I'm right? like, I can't make this up. Oh my gosh. I don't know how to do this. Seriously, <laughs> you can't script it. I'll have to share some videos with you of Chloe. She's it's off the cuff too. She doesn't even have to try. I'm like, dude, you could be on Nickelodeon so right good. now if I wanted to subject you to that lifestyle. Yeah, if I wanted to ruin you. But I don't want to. <laughs> I love I you so much and I don't life. want to destroy you. <laughs> turn you I want to preserve this star. magic that you still yes. have. Yes. If I didn't want to sexualize you by the time you turn God. 10. <laughs> or give you a drug addiction, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. An eating disorder. Nate, Nate, pick your pick your poison. <laughs> yes, pick your poison. I got a whole list for you. Um, but yeah, so that conversation around you know, what, what do I do at work and is she beautiful? And, you know, that really got me to think and drive how I have approached this business ever since, which is, okay, what does it mean to be beautiful? Right. And let's talk to women about the impact, this, this dynamic, a feedback loop between how you look and how you feel, Yeah. right? And for an eye toward, with an eye toward empowering my own daughter to make those decisions for herself. For sure. And I mentioned to you, I think in our first phone conversation that the coolest piece of the insight, I should say the coolest insight that we got from our initial research when we were starting the company was that our viewers, and I think actually women in general, um, but certainly our viewers want a, a, a persona to compare themselves to, to measure themselves by. Oh, yeah. And we created this persona, which has become our brand persona for aesthetic influencers called the Bianca Woman. Mm-hmm. And Bianca is an acronym mm-hmm. that stands for a woman who is pursuing beauty, intelligent, intelligent decision making, attractiveness, which includes sexual attractiveness, but goes deeper than that. Sure. And noble character attributes. Which is the NCA. NCA, mm-hmm. yeah. So she's pursuing beauty, intelligent decision making, attractiveness, noble character attributes. Bianca. And my daughter's name is Bianca. Naturally. Yes. And she loves... <laughs> that was that an I, easy analogy to come oh up with. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> yeah. I was delighted when I was able to come up with that. And d- doubly delighted that everyone has responded so well to this. Yeah. Because I think it really, it, it, it connects with women who really want to have a well thought out, educated, mature, at any age, thoughtfulness around their own beauty and their decision making yeah. around their outward appearance and their inward beauty. Yeah. That's why like the noble character attributes part of the Bianca acronym is to me one of if not the most important because when we think about beauty with regard to our character, mm-hmm. right? That a woman and this goes for men too of course, sure. but that a woman who is pursuing truthfulness and integrity and um, uh, humility, humility, right? All of these things, these attributes that have gratitude, you know, thoughtfulness, yeah. provision, I mean, yeah. compassion, right? Goes on and on and on. Strength. These qualities are transcendent. They're timeless. They've been embraced by every culture across time, and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're right. truly beautiful. Big B. Right. I would argue that, unfortunately. Many who control the cultural megaphones, I call them, in our current culture, consider those qualities and characteristics as passe. 
And they have replaced those through their own lifestyle and their own personal branding with, you know what actually is really beautiful? Hyper-materialism. Right. Hyper-narcissism. Gucci belts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hyper-sexuality. Right. Gucci belt. I mean, I'm showing you my you... ass, my titties, mm-hmm. my stomach, everything. Exactly. Giving you all the whole thing. Right. Before and, you even have to ask. Yeah. No, we can have <laughs> we can have conversations around the merit of those things. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm open. Uh, and my job is really to facilitate conversations and to let my viewers make their own decisions. Absolutely. However, Provide the information. Right. They get to make the deductive reasoning afterwards. 100%. Right. I want you to be empowered and educated. For sure. That being said, when you control these cultural megaphones and you are constantly nonstop communicating through your lifestyle, through your brand messaging, through your co-promotions, all this stuff. Yeah. That materialism, hypersexuality, and abject narcissism mm-hmm. are the top three characteristics right. of what it means to be a beautiful person today. Right. I got a problem with that. And the sad part is so many young girls do idolize these women. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like we were talking before we even started recording about the women who claim that they haven't even had procedures mm. or medical procedures or anything in the aesthetic world. April, don't get me started. For themselves. <laughs> There's so many. And then it's like, why not just alleviate the faux pas that comes with having these procedures so that women are more comfortable to talk about it? Oh, yes, I do. I get Botox. I go to a med spa. I get facials. I get, what is the other one? Microneedling. Mm-hmm. I get all of those things done. That's why my face looks so good. There's a girl that I follow, uh, Courtney Kerr. She's a big Dallas influencer. I love her. I loved her. I've loved her since Bravo. I've heard great things about Courtney. Yeah, she's beautiful, and she shares everything. Like she'll share when she gets the microneedling. She shares when she gets her Botox. She shares when she gets her lip filler. She shares when she gets those things. And like she gets a lot of hate from a lot of people, but the positive um, feedback that she gets from her followers um, makes it all worth it essentially to her. She was actually just talking about it the other day, like people just have these insane uh, perceptions of her and like that she grew up rich and that she did this and she mm-hmm. went to private school and her parents, she was like, no, I'm self-made. She's mm-hmm. like, I did all of this myself. Like, no, <laughs> I worked a job before I became an influencer and then I, you know, slowly grew my blog and then I grew my community and then I was able to do this full time. But now she's married to a restaurant or she's engaged to a restaurateur and she has like a huge diamond. So everybody just makes all these assumptions mm-hmm. and, but she's very transparent and honest. And she's the kind of girl like you and I were talking about on our phone call, like she feels comfortable enough because her skin is uh, in the condition that it's in. It's great. It's perfect. It's flawless. She'll leave the house with no makeup. Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I, if these damn spermy eyebrows were not as thin as they are, okay, I would also leave the house with no makeup on. But uh, I'm- I would not have used- They look like it. They look like it. Okay. When I don't have them filled in, they're like huge, tiny. It's literally just like a sperm. Head and tail. Literally. It's so bad. (laughs) Thank you, fifth grade and a pair of tweezer man tweezers. Okay. But yeah, I was like, um, I want to be that type of person on social media too. I don't want to be the person who only shows me in makeup, perfectly posed, yeah. perfectly quaffed. Yes, I've yes. been making jokes about like my my morning workouts because I have like a Peloton. I'll get up in the morning and ride my bike and then I'll be like another trench bull workout down, looking all sweaty with my <laughs> hair in a bun, looking yeah. gross, but like on yes, purpose because real. nobody looks like this all the time. No. I didn't, no Beyonce, you did didn't not wake, wake up, up like this. Suit. Yeah. yeah no. You 
did not. That's a lie too. But like, and like people like Beyonce, I think it was like immediately after her twins, she had like a tummy tuck immediately after. Mm. So it was like, let's make this go down. Like, let's make this, you know, uh, make me perfect again. Which has the suggestion that it was bad and now she made it good. Yes. Which sucks. It's troubling. It's very troubling. Yes. Because it's like we go through these changes and our bodies change. Like when we have children or when we get older or whatever. And then it's like, oh, you're supposed to just snap back. Your snap back game is supposed to be, you know, perfect and instant. You're supposed to have your your pre-baby body, you know, three months later or whatever after you have these kids. And it's Mm -hmm. like, how practical is that? Right. That's not practical at all. Right. But... Yeah, and then who decides that? I know, who the... Yeah, so I think, you know... Who is they? Right, who's they? (laughs) I think, you know, there's a key point you raise, and I also want to talk about something that I'm identifying, I'm calling it right now, as going to be the hot new trend in aesthetics. Okay. So your viewers and listeners may want to... I'm here for this. ...get close. Yeah. Um, Perk up your ears. Yes. But before I do, talking about celebrities... Kim Kardashian. Well, yeah, the... You know, I will, while I love to facilitate opinions, I, uh, I will share an opinion. You're like, we could spill the tea all yeah, day. Yeah, I'm going to spill some tea right now <laughs> and, and throw some shade and start some smoke because <laughs> I am of the opinion that there is a power dynamic that is achieved and maintained when celebrities lie. And yes, I called it out. Yeah. Lie about the procedures that they've had. Oh, gosh. Right, you know, in the medical... Kylie denying she had her lips done for how long? Forever, forever, until she couldn't. And to my knowledge... pictures. We can see pictures. Yeah, we've got the receipts. You're literally... We're not blind. (laughs) The emperor has no clothes. Yeah, we have the tapes. So the, the dynamic that is maintained from that is one that I see as a caste system mm-hmm. where the celebrities somehow have this magical power. And I'm, I'm going to call out the media for this as well, because if I had a hundred bucks or every time I've seen some stupid headline about, you know, fill in the blank of your celebrity who's, you know, looks, you know, she's doing 50, right. Or she's, you know, 40 and fabulous. Oh, and you're going, sure. she spent 50 to a hundred thousand dollars to look that way. Oh, for sure. And will continue to spend that money maintaining that look for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. So don't, you are driving body dysmorphia. You are driving, oh, see yeah. that discontentment. You're driving the very things that you claim to want to help girls and women through right. with by carrying on this facade mm-hmm. that somehow these celebrities had just are just born with it. They just have this magical power. This super DNA. Super DNA. You know, within the medical aesthetic industry, like the ongoing jokes around J-Lo is, you know, oh, it's the olive oil, right? And I've seen so totally. many hilarious it's my like, Moretti, it's meme It's my Instagrams. Mediterranean diet. Yeah, it's yeah. It's my diet. But see, she specifically said it was olive oil. And like called it out as like that's her secret, and there are so many hilarious like, olive oil for what on her body. What is she yeah, bathing in? Shut the <laughs> She's fuck like, up! It's in her infinity pool. She's like, I inject it. <laughs> it's in my blood. <laughs> yeah, 
And so it's like, well, why are you, why are what do you, you mean? lying She's just about Jenny from this? the block? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, come on. She's come from, on. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm right. from Brooklyn. And then to your point about Kylie Jenner only, only admitting to her lips being done when she just could not get a wiggle or out of it anymore. And it's like everyone's so afraid of, you know, oh, they're so litigious and we're going to get fired, sued and, you know, liable and slanderous. Come on, man. Like, I know. let's be real it's here. Like, who cares? You, yeah, you are, you are having a net negative impact on right. women yes. while you are positioning your brand as empowering women. It's like selling skincare after you get like all of these facial procedures done. And Thank you're you. like, it's the skincare. Um, well, I'm doing my JLo uh, facial with my JLo skincare. Um, it's just brand new. This is why I look this way. Oh, mm, wow. So you mean, uh, April, are you implying there's a financial imperative? <laughs> Do you mean this is all for money? What? No way. Money and power and Celebrities fame? are just like, you know, charity Shocking. givers. They're just here to help all of us. Of course. Of course. Right? To and, imply the opposite. And not only that, but like- the law lawyer's going to be calling you up. Uh, for Go sure. Ahead. I'm going to get sued. I'm screwed. Um, I interrupted you. Not only the, about the skincare though and just the financial aspect of it, but then they- then they want to talk about the things they're like, I mean, celebrities were the original influencers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want to talk about, oh, well, I use this eye cream or I use this face uh, moisturizer or I use this serum or I use this or whatever. First of all, that company gave that to you for free. <laughs> you didn't even pay for that. Right. And then you want to say, oh, yeah, it's just this um, it's just this Shiseido uh, yeah. eye cream that I use. It's like $800 an ounce. No Correct. big deal. Yeah. Um, but I didn't buy it. Like, I didn't buy it. But I use it every day, you know, and that's why I don't have any wrinkles <laughs> under my eyes, even though I get hammered at these parties right. every night <laughs> and my skin just looks Goodness. dewy and perfect. I'm doing all this hard I living. Have, I don't have any of the wrinkles. I don't have anything. No stress. <laughs> no signals of stress. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You're well, lying. Uh, you're also pointing on one of the, the pain points in the medical aesthetic world, which is um, you know, I, I love the world of medical aesthetics and specifically, well, there are a lot of reasons. Most of the people in this space are really great People Like I'm talking salt of the earth that really want to help men and women look and feel their best. See, because that's, that's not the, the perception. I know right? it's not. Yeah. And look, there are, you know, there are those handful sure. that. Well, in every industry. I would spit on. Right. There's bad people <laughs> right. in, in every, every industry. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, there are plenty that would probably never do business with me or be on my show because they just don't care about balancing inner and outer beauty and whatever. That's like, I just, you know, you right. want it, you want it. It's like I'll I didn't go into it. plastic surgery to do charity work. Right. And then I'm you here see for making money. There you go. Right. Someone's got to pay off the Porsche. Right. Right. And so you see. And my Highland Park house. And my Highland Park house. <laughs> right. One and one, the Porsche along with the Maserati. And, right. Right. And. By the way, you see their work walking around town where these women are overdone yes. and they're train wrecks because, yes, I'll, you want this? You want that? Have you thought about this? Yes. Right, and they're just— We'll do it for you. It's a mill. You have money? Great. Terrible. That sucks. Totally Because sucks. that's the number one apprehension for any girl that I've ever talked to about it that hasn't already done it, right? Someone that's, that's injectable curious, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to look fake. Mm-hmm. I don't want to come out looking like the cat lady. Right. I don't want to look like I have anything done. And yeah. that's my thing too. I don't want to look like I've had anything done. Yeah. I mean, I would love it if my forehead didn't move. I would love it if my 11s were not so deep. But other than that, like, I don't want anybody to know anything. Mm-hmm. I want to look like J-Lo. Mm-hmm. How do I look like J-Lo? Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> olive, oil, olive oil. Olive oil. I that's forgot. A secret. Shit. <laughs> 
That's a secret. <laughs> and you know, newsflash, you're not J-Lo. You're you. Right. You're beautiful April. Right. Right? So quality, and it's the vast majority of providers in the space, the quality medical aesthetic providers, whether it's a licensed esthetician, nurse injector, nurse practitioner, PA, doctor, naturopath, et cetera, they, what they bring to the table is helping you truly look and feel your best, right? What are we doing today, April? Are we focusing, or not just even today, what is your care plan? What sure. is the journey What's here? What's the goal? What's the goal, like short-term, long-term, we're going to partner together right? where we're going to talk about, is it rejuvenation, refreshing? Are we maintaining? Are we getting something back that you lost and you're frustrated about that? What can we realistically do with regard to your anatomy, your physiology, your, sure. your place in life, right? Yeah. So. These providers are, by and large, wonderful. They think very holistically. They think long-term, and they are true partners. And to bring it back to the earlier part of this conversation, it really gets under their skin all of the the claims around skincare and other procedures yeah. that you um, you know get over the counter or online that are hawked by influencers yes. that have no basis in actual science. No, there's no clinical. But we data see it on the internet, this. so we believe it. Hundred percent. Right? right. My favorite influencer is hawking this. Right. And it's like, wait a minute. That's where the licensing and the experience and the the fact that these are true medical professionals. Right. That's where that's that comes where in. that comes in. So that's what you will be showcasing on your show, mm-hmm. right? Is these trusted professionals that you have worked with, that you believe in, that you back for and and similar to what you and I were talking about in the car. We were talking about like therapy and stuff like that and how you potentially have to shop around for your therapist. Yes. Like that's what you would advise, right? For like shopping around for your plastic surgeon and your person who's gonna do these procedures for you. Like you have to build a relationship with them. And if they're not into a relationship, if they just want to get you in, wham bam, thank you, ma'am, here's your Botox. See you later. Huge red flag. That's not the kind of provider that you want. Exactly right. And that's where accountability on behalf of the female patient or client comes in. Oh, as consumer well. for sure. Right. Especially when they are just focused on the lowest price possible. Right. Well, it's very distracting when you see Botox $9 a unit. Right Whatever outside. that means, by the way. <laughs> Whatever that means. Because I don't even know what a unit is. Yeah, I don't right? know what that what is. What does that mean? I don't know. It just says no $9. Idea. Sounds cheap. How many units do I need? Shoot me up. A million. Yeah, we're talking about... <laughs> And aren't we talking about your face? I thought we were talking about your face. Right? Like you're just going to go to any... I know. Discount. What? But that's why botched plastic surgery happens or that's why mm. botched procedures happens. That's why these girls are going to Tijuana or Turkey or wherever to get these procedures done because they're so much cheaper than they are here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, what did you expect? Mm-hmm. Your ass is literally eating itself because you put caulking <laughs> stuff in it because you didn't want to pay for a Brazilian butt lift. Right. What? Right. You put caulk in your ass. You didn't even know. And I'm saying caulk. You gotta laugh because you're gonna cry. C-A-U-L-K. Yeah. <laughs> Like caulking <laughs> liquid. Very important disclaimer. Very important. Yes. But yeah, like, have that blinking what on the YouTube. hell? And yeah. then they're like, why did I get this infection? Why is my ass literally disintegrating because I put this in It's my heartbreaking. Butt. Heartbreaking. What? Oh my gosh. And that just like scared me away from the whole thing. I think I saw that maybe like five or six years ago and I just could not <laughs> believe my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like staff. 
all in her butt. Mm. And it was just all over from Mexico just or something. Yeah. yeah. And then you see that as a consumer and go, oh, well then I will never even think yes. about that. Yes. And then you you have the thought, me personally, I've had this thought multiple times like, well, what if I just want to age gracefully? Mm. What if I just want to, you know, what if I just want my face to just be my face and then that's just my face. Mm-hmm. But then like, I don't have any like deep wrinkles yet. I don't have any signs of aging yet where mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, I'm getting old, you know, right. besides like gray hair. Right. Yeah. But that's it. And then I just color it. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> which is fine. It eliminates right? the problem right there. Right. Yeah. Which I'll also. Be, I'll be a blonde forever. Yeah. <laughs> that's a solution. Right. <laughs> if you're Asian, like my Filipino grandma who passed away recently at 106 years old after living an amazing life. Wow. Uh, you know, you died. 106? 106. What's her secret? A joyful heart. That's the secret. Yeah. A joyful heart. All right. Incredible. Traveled the world, spoke four languages, entrepreneur, civic leader, lived in Europe, lived in the state. I mean, it's an incredible woman. Um, Doctorate in education. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Of course, she's amazing. But, um, but when you're when you're Asian, when you're Filipino, you you typically like are dying your hair like till you're like ninety. Like that's just the thing. They never stop. Like when it finally went white, I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) What? Wait, you're old? <laughs> right, what happened? Yeah. The grandma got, got old all I'm sorry, time. what? Yes. But we, uh, uh, to your point around aging gracefully, we recently interviewed George Baxter Holder. He is the um, uh, trainer, recruiter for Skin Spirit, which is the, I would argue, the largest, most influential injectable focus med spa in the country. Okay. Um, they have many locations around the U.S. and they keep, new ones keep blossoming all the time. George is a nurse, doctor of nurse practitioner, practitioner and he is an amazing injector uh, and injector trainer. And so he trains like new injectors, veterans, et cetera. And what he brings to his approach is a philosophy that he calls pro-aging. Hmm. So he says, I'm, I'm not like anti-aging. This. Right. I'm here right? for it. I'm, I'm, I'm pro-aging. Right. We're all aging. Yeah. Right. Every, every minute. Yeah. And you and I are now an hour and a half older. There you go. How does that feel? We aged. Yeah. <laughs> like a fine wine. Gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> so he talks about, you know, not fighting this, embracing it. Yeah. But embracing it can also mean... Right, maintaining your aesthetic in such a way that it's keeping up with your overall health and fitness and lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So, I, I, you probably feel the same way, but I certainly, when I look at someone who's in their fifties and sixties now in twenty twenty two, who's overall like fit. Yeah. You know, basically, right? They are radically different then, than what I remember from when I was a kid. My grandmother at sixty four, like. I see 64-year-olds and I see 72-year-olds yeah, yeah. now. What? <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, I got, I got lots of potential lots here. Lots of living okay. ahead. Yes. Yeah, my mom's 75. You know, I got her a little red Mini Cooper and she she's hilarious. So like adorable, tooling all around in her little little red mini and you know 75 she's dancing all the time always it. going out it, i mean living her life i'm like mom by the grace of god you like you've got another like like you got a good like 15 years still left in you yeah you know yes and guess what she wants her hair and skin and body to keep up right right so yes. to bring that back to george you know he's he, he's very people love him because he's very vocal and educational about the stuff that he's had done right, yeah. so he recently had a a bluff right. So he raises his um, uh, eyebrows, eyebrows yep. and he got a, a hair transplant. Would you call it a bluff? A bluff, yeah, bluff or a plasty. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. 
Yeah, sorry. I always try not to use those. No, please do. That way we know what they are. Mm -hmm. Yes. Education is power. I'm here for it. Teach me all the things. Love it. So yeah, you know, he's like, look, I'm, I'm embracing aging. I'm not, den- I'm, <laughs> I'm not in denial. Well, it was like right? uh, one of the Real Housewives of Orange County, Tamara, got a facelift. Okay. And she like went on a, a show immediately after. Like she had the staples in her face when oh, she went on the show. Snap. I was like, damn girl, you brave. Whoa. But it looked amazing. Mm-hmm. And she had done, that year she had done a bikini competition. She had worked out super hard with her husband and she was like 50 something. Mm. She got a facelift and she looked bomb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't fault you for that at all. Right. Your body looks like you're 35. Why shouldn't your face look like you're 35? There you go. Yeah. And if anybody asks you your age, tell them to go pound sand. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Which they shouldn't be asking anyway. Don't ask me that question. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But then, yeah. So to your point, now she's 50. Right. By the grace of God, this this gal's going to have another 30, 40 years ahead of her. I know. Right? And then just living her best life. Uh, Why not? Absolutely. I say yes. My thing is too, like with... The scientific advances that we've had, right, in the last, I don't know, 50 years, right? Why wouldn't you use the aid? I do understand that everything has a side effect, right? Like if someone is suffering, you know, maybe they take an antidepressant or if someone is suffering from anxiety, maybe they take an anti-anxiety medication or whatever the case may be, right? Those, those are always going to have side effects. Same with like Botox. It's not permanent. It's only temporary. So you will have to pay for it. And it's called a ma- it's maintenance. That's right. You're maintaining yourself. That's correct. You're maintaining a certain level of appearance or uh, a certain level of aesthetics, mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. these procedures or with these um, this uh, these medical interventions, but why wouldn't you, right? And I think it's only because it comes with such a stigma of like, well, you're going to be, oh, you're that, oh, you spend that much money on your face? Like, wow, I wish mm-hmm. I could do that. Like, or it must be nice to be able to do that. And I'm just like, when people say that shit to me, I'm just like, shut up. Like, whatever. Yeah. Well, whatever. You've, you've really, April, <laughs> put your finger like on the pulse of, of, I think, the number one question that we've identified from our viewers, which is women want to know, how can I level up my look without losing myself in the process? Yes. And I don't want to go too far. Exactly. Which is which goes back to uh, finding the right. Now I've lost myself. Yes. Now I, I don't. I don't look like myself anymore. No. Um, now I've become obsessed with this. Yes. Right. So they want to know. Look, I just, I just either want to level up or maintain or regain something that I lost. Yeah. You know, I used to not have crow's feet. Now I do. I'd right. like to treat. Oh, there's a treatment for that. To your point. Oh, it's an it's an option I have now. Yes. I'd like to do that. But can someone help me? Right. Not go too far. Yes. Right. Yes. And- That's huge. Because you never really know. There's not like a. Um, there's not like a Yelp for plastic surgeons. You don't know like, hey, who do I go to that this person is going to really build a relationship with Actually, me? Actually, there is. There is? Yes. I just don't know about it. So I sit, I have the the honor of sitting on the realself.com industry. Oh, that's right. Board. I downloaded the app. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, very After good. you told yeah. me, I actually downloaded it like immediately. Yeah. So yeah. Real <laughs> Self, for those that don't know, okay. Real Self uh, is an app. It's also a website. And it's a fantastic, it's really the Yelp for plastic surgeons and cosmetic dermatologists. Okay. Um, med spas to a, 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 an extent as well, but it really is the purview for like great plastic surgeons and cosmetic derms. And what it is, it's an aggregate of real reviews from real women just like yourself. Okay. 
who've had every procedure under the sun. So they are reviewing and you see how many stars does this individual um, provider have. And then also all of their reviews are aggregated into a real self worth it score. Oh, perfect. Right. So So like their own rankings. Exactly. So this person or this procedure is worth it. You know, is Dysport, Xeomin Botox worth it? Restylane, Radius, Juvederm, is it worth it? Right. They all get their own percentages that are all aggregated from real reviews as well as reviews for the physicians. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So before, so we've been recording for like an hour <laughs> and a half-ish, but I don't want to close just yet. Um, before we finish our scintillating conversation, <laughs> I've loved this <laughs> love whole thing, word. by the way. Thank you, um, me too. I do want to talk through some of the things because you do, you are so aware of, or so like informed about all of these different products, right? So like someone like me, I'm kind of a nerd, so I pay attention to things like Botox and, like you said, Dysport, and then there's... Xeomin. Xeomin. Mm, and Javeau. And Javeau. Mm. Javeau, of Javeau. course there is. And then, but what... I admit, I heard you say something about hyaluronic acid. Mm-hmm. So some lip injections are hyaluronic acid? All lip injections are. What? Yes, all lip injections are The same thing that we're using on our face to like Correct. preserve and maintain moisture? Yes. You want to hear the science behind that? Yes. Yeah, and then I'll tell you about the hot new trend that I perceive Bring is it. right on the cusp. Bring it. It's going to blow things out of the water. Okay. So hyaluronic acid is made by all mammals. It gives the skin volume and elasticity. It works in conjunction with other... Um, substances that your listeners and viewers are familiar with, like collagen, elastin, et cetera. Sure. Hyaluronic acid, when it's injected into the face, into like the mid or deep dermis, um, creates volume, okay. like immediate volume in the face. And some of these hyaluronic acid fillers, right, we're filling it into the face, these fillers. Some of them are also more hydrophilic than others, meaning they love water. Okay. Right? Hydro water. Sure. Fill, fill love. So- uh, it has this effect of adding volume and um, replacing what has been lost and or putting something in that never was, right? Sure. Adding volume that never existed. Yeah. So it's very, very popular. So where else in would the you lips. put that lips? So you would put it in what are known as the nasal labial folds or NLFs or parentheses lines okay. here. Okay. Also what are known as the marionette lines here, right? Like a marionette. Sure. Um, and the oral commissures are these areas here. These are like classic FDA approved areas of indication. Okay. As well as in the mid face mm-hmm. and the cheek area. Sure. So when you inject in the mid face, which has become a huge trend over the past few years, I know. where you're injecting in the mid face in order to get lower face correction. So when you create oh. projection and volume in your mid face and your cheeks, you're and able to And for everybody lift. who's listening to this, he's touching like I'm touching uh, your cheekbones, mm-hmm. like, but like your the apples mid-face, of your cheeks, mm-hmm, right? Lifting up. Just underneath just there. Underneath. Okay. Lifting that up. And so what happens is if, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, when I lift that up, then my, these lines go up, right? My, my laugh lines as they were. Sure. Yeah. So you're able to get volume simply by not just chasing a line because what happened in the past, and I'm sure your viewers have seen this and listeners is injectors were chasing these laugh lines around your mouth um, aggressively and you end up getting a very artificial like primate kind of like chimpanzee look. Yeah. It's very uncanny and off-putting. Very off-putting. Right. But the same thing will happen too. If you, again, if you're not going for like a natural 
attractive look, then you get this uncanny, you, you enter into the uncanny valley, right? Of like, <laughs> this is like not really human looking. Yes. And that can be the case with anything, like yeah. injecting too much into the mid face or the cheeks. Then you get these like crazy chipmunk looks, right? Yeah. And that's why you want to go to someone who is skilled, who's got great before and re- before and after photos and yes. great reviews and, yeah. and you like how testimonials you have a good co- connection chemistry with them as they're consulting you and assessing you etc yeah. the prices aren't crazy low because they shouldn't be right right you wouldn't spend 10 bucks to go to a great hairstylist right no let alone someone who's putting needles in your face right so hyaluronic acid is really popular for volume and um, rejuvenation in the face your typical hyaluronic acid filler will last in the lips or in the face anywhere from six months to a year, sometimes two years, depending on how much volume you use. One common misperception among fillers is that um, a little bit of filler will very quickly make you look unnatural. That is not true. Okay. For the majority of women who get filler, they are getting multiple MLs or syringes in order to still get a very natural look. Okay. Yeah. So it really is not about sometimes women can get caught up in like the amount of milliliters or syringes. Yeah. And that's where they need to, again, have the trust in a trustworthy medical aesthetic provider that, no, 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 we're, we're, we're looking for what is going to give you the optimal result. And that may be over time too. Yeah. Right? Right. Um, Like we slowly... We're going to slowly work into this because, hey, we need to see how this settles in your face too. For sure. Right? Kim Welch is an amazing aesthetic injector here in DFW. She trains nationally and globally. And she makes all of her aesthetic clients give her a promise, which is they have to promise her that they won't love or hate their treatment for two weeks. Oh, okay, good. Because it takes time to settle to in and work itself out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, especially with like lip injections oh, too. Oh, you get lips. They are immediately swelling. And bruised. Bruised. Yeah. Exactly. And you can't like do anything with them either. No. They're, you just got to live with the way they look. Right. And so often, <laughs> you know, there's the, another like the number, there's another joke meme on Instagram, you know, with like the classic client who's gotten lip treatment. Yes. And immediately she's freaking out. What oh, have I for done? Sure. This is the worst decision ever. Yes. Right. I have duck lips now. Hey, duck lips. I knew it. I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have done this. Right. And then, you know, within a week, she's like, oh my gosh, they're starting to get better. And she's then, like, oh my God, I love it. Yeah. A week and a half, she's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh my goodness. And then after like two weeks, she's like, I miss the swelling. Right? <laughs> I want it back. She's, exactly. So you have to work with someone who is a, a true medical professional who's also an artist. Yes. That will partner with you. I always like to say, who will be a partner with you for your long-term aesthetic and anti-aging journey. Yeah. Or pro-aging journey. Because it is a journey. It's a journey. And that's what I, I don't think people understand about it either. Maybe what I don't understand. It's like when you whenever you commit to anything, right? Nails. Mm-hmm. When you commit to nails, do you go get your nails done and then you let them grow out and you never get them done again? No. Your ass is in that nail salon every three weeks, every two weeks for some people, continuing to get your nails done. Exactly. When you get your hair done. You go get your hair done. When it's time to get your hair done again, you get your hair done again. These are commitments. These are something that you're committing 100%. to. If you stop doing that, then you stop getting the desired result. Right. Same thing with injectables or even with potentially plastic surgery, right? I don't think women Absolutely. understand that if you get a, a breast augmentation, you could potentially have to go back in 10 years, yes. 15 years, 20 years, have it reevaluated, make sure everything's good, make sure that all of the... Um, 
that your your tissue, your breast tissue is still holding up properly, that the implants are holding up properly, because this is something that's not biological. It's not something that you were born with, you're, right? Yeah, you're you exactly added it, right. right. Yes. It's maintenance. Yes. It's like you can't never change the oil in your car and expect it to run forever or never put gas in your car, expect it to stop running. Exactly right. Like you have to keep going with it. It's not something that you just get to do once and then you're done. Right. And that's <laughs> you're, that's so true. And that's where price plays a role in you, it, you know, again, back to the analogy of your hairstylist, right? You most likely did not choose your hairstylist based on who was offering the lowest possible price. No, because I could have gone to Great Clips, got a $15 haircut, mm-hmm. right? And but then I would have gotten what I paid for. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Hey, nothing wrong. But <laughs> that's probably, I'm going to guess... Ideally, not what you're looking for in terms of like a long-term partner, no. right, for your hair journey through the rest of your life. Well, and I think that for people similar to me, it doesn't come from a place of malice. It comes from a place of ignorance mm-hmm. and ignorance not being a bad word. Just right, because no. they don't know. You just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know any of this shit. <laughs> I've had to learn all of these things as I grew up on my own, you know, like, oh, this is not something that you just get to do one time and then you just get to walk away from it. Right. This is continual. Yeah. It does not stop. Exactly. Same with the the whole procedure thing. Like whenever I ask my friends, well, how often do you do it? What do you do? How many CCs did you get? Right. Boobs. Yeah. Yeah. How many, um, what is it? What is it? Units. Units of Botox did you get in your forehead? You know what I mean? Like, and you're just asking people that you relate to because those people are in similar places in their life. Yeah. Right. But they could have potentially have grown up with maybe a mom who did those things. Right. Right. So maybe a mom who had a close relationship with her injector or with Mm -hmm. her plastic surgeon or Mm -hmm. something like that. So they kind of knew that information by proxy. So I'm like trying to over here, I'm over here like trying to teach myself, educate myself. Like, how do I figure this shit out? Yeah. Isn't that what we're doing with like financial education, for instance? Right. I mean, for those of us that didn't learn it from our parents and we certainly didn't learn it in school. Of course not. Why would they teach us that? (laughs) That just makes too much sense. Don't get me started. Our taxpayer dollars hard at work. (laughs) Right. So then you're doing everything. Same thing with counseling. Same thing. Right. right? So we look like newsflash, everybody. The onus is on you to be a lifelong learner. Yes. You always have to be a student. And the information is out there. And so yes. my goal, and I know your goal as well with this amazing podcast and, and YouTube show is, mm-hmm. yeah, is to get information out there yeah. so that women can make the best possible choices for themselves. Exactly, And like they understand that those things are a commitment. You can't just do Botox one time and reap the benefits of said Botox no. for the rest of your life. No. That's not how it works. Right. And it's all about priorities, I think, really. Like... Whatever's important for you or to you, you will make that a priority. If it's not important to you, they may not make it a priority, if that makes sense. like Yeah, I, I agree. It makes a lot of sense. And I would tie it in also to a conversations that I've been having and hearing around what are our priorities and what are the objectives that we're actually trying to achieve. So, oh, yeah. right? So with regard to aesthetics in Well, I want to look like Black China. So can you make me look like that? <laughs> Well, if you were, okay, so but let's really, leave that on the table. If really, you were. though, if someone, okay, <laughs> the hips, bro. Yeah, yeah. What is that called? What the hell is that? Like the BBL hips? They're like injecting fat in, that's fat grafting. So it could be a mix, depending on the procedure. It can be fat, it can be sculpture aesthetic, 
Where do they get the fat from? Those are the two typical. Your body? Where do they get it from? Who, what? Where do I they come think, from? yeah, other parts of your body. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's like lipo and then we're repurposing. I think so. Can you do that with boobs? I have to confess I'm not super. You know, I... This is like the latest. Come on, Marco. It's funny. You gotta be well, up funny on this enough, shit. yeah. Specific to like the fat grafting procedures. Kim Kardashian's hips are really, not real. No, her ass Those is are not absolutely real. Augmented, right? Yeah. And I think, if I understand correctly, from what I have heard, don't come sue me. Um, I think most of that is sculpture aesthetic, or I should say, the results of sculpture aesthetic. Okay. So sculpture aesthetic. Um, it's a I very call it, fancy term. Yeah, I call yes. I call sculpture the unfiller in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not truly a filler in the sense that like it's not hyaluronic acid, for instance. Right. It's really more. It's more aptly described as sugar microbeads in a water suspension. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, Sounds like a face scrub. Yeah, you think of it that way. Yeah, so I used to be on the brand advisory board for Sculptra. Okay. And of course you I've, were. I've sold, yeah. Naturally. I've sold a lot of Sculptra. I've trained uh, the whole U.S. sales force for Galderma to sell Sculptra. I love that product. Okay. Um, I have had it in my own visage. I've had a lot of these treatments that we're actually talking about today. I know, I was going to ask yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Okay, you should tell us. At the end, you should tell us what you've had. Yes, well, okay. that actually lead me to what I think is hot. Because I'll I'll talk directly about that for sure. Um, so think of Sculptra as so you're now injecting this suspension of these sugar microbeads mm-hmm. in water. Okay, not for the purpose of filling, right. but for the purpose of stimulating. Oh, so we have these particular cells called fibroblasts that their job is to produce collagen. Okay, as we age. They become more and more dormant, shall we say? Sure. And we produce less and less collagen. Yeah. Right. Which well, sucks. Yeah. So collagen. Thanks, biology. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, aging. Thanks for my droopy ass face. <laughs> so the the key role of collagen is to create this like structural support for the skin. Okay. Right. So I mentioned earlier hyaluronic acid creates volume and helps create elasticity. Collagen is like this structural lattice, this foundation. Sure. And so the fact that we produce it less and less and and we lose it as we age creates volume loss throughout the face. And um, in fact, what you'll see often is post facelift, you can have an amazing facelift result, but you still have volume loss. Or there's a significant amount of the population. In fact, I actually see this a little bit in myself, what I call the fit but look sick or the fit but frustrated, which is that now you're fit. Now you lost all this weight. Yeah, now but you're your really face in shape. looks hollow. You look hollow. Yeah. And everyone's going, well, are you, you okay? It, and you're you so frustrated. It's like, I'm great. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Well, you see it in like uh, fitness competitors when they lose a lot of weight mm-hmm. really rapidly and mm-hmm. then they're going to go do like a bodybuilding show or something. Right. They have diet face where diet it's like, face. There you like go. everything is sunken. Yeah. Yeah. They I have love nothing. It. You just sucked in your cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, exactly right. Yeah. So you lose all this volume in the temples, right? In the cheeks. Yeah, right you get here, all these shadows. Like all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what Sculptra does as a biostimulant and the other fabulous biostimulator on the market is Radius. Um, it stimulates your body to produce that collagen. Ooh. Right. So hey. what I like to say is after you've had Sculptra, and Sculptra is uh, it's basically like a, typically a three treatment session. Okay. So over the course of 90 days, you'll get three separate treatments of getting this water sus- sugar bead suspension injected, sorry, where you need it. And that is stimulating 
these dormant cells to produce that collagen. So I like to say that when you look in that mirror, that's like magic. Yeah, the, the face I see is me. Yeah, because that's you. Right. It's not like leftover sculpture. Right. So you it's don't look well. And very it's like natural because it is collagen, natural. and collagen is like the best thing that we can have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People always take like biotin or this supplement or that supplement. You can't replace collagen though. Yeah. I mean, you can eat it. Collagen is also in animal products, but mm-hmm. even even digesting it and eating it's a different process than having it like in your skin. Well, yeah, and you're directly if I'm injecting it into like my hollow temples, it's going um, right there. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I'm literally focused on on contact <laughs> on touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, this this product was originally developed for AIDS patients. It was FDA approved. Um, still is for okay. AIDS patients. Um, suffering from what's called severe, um, uh, oh my gosh, I want to say hypolipoatrophy. I think that is the correct term. So it's severe fat loss in the face and facial wasting secondary to or as an adverse event of- AIDS. Yeah, antiretroviral yeah. drugs. Yeah. And so um, my uncle had that who died from HIV AIDS. Oh my gosh, and I'm just, so sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Like. I mean, very, very handsome man. And before he passed away, just just incredible facial wasting. So Sculptra was originally approved and developed to stimulate that lost collagen to replace that that, um, lost fat. And the results are incredible. Absolutely incredible. That was my other question too, is like, what about the other... Um, like the injectables and stuff. What were those originally made for? Like, what did we really make Botox to get rid of wrinkles? No, I didn't think so. No. Okay. Yeah, and so and I love how all of these are like byproducts. Yeah, get repurposed. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find new ways of making money. New market. <laughs> yes, it's so true, though. Yeah, yeah, and so in case your your listeners and viewers are like, wait, how, we talked about originally talking about. <laughs> Kim Kardashian's butt. I know. How did we get? Hey, so we're here for it. You can imagine if everything that I've described with regard to Sculptra is true with the face, sure. what injecting large amounts of Sculptra in the rumpus room is going to do. The rumpus right? room. Right. So I like to call it Sculptra <laughs> aesthetic. Thanks, Dad. We right? got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, it's so true, though. I yeah, mean, so you're going to stimulate all this collagen production. Kim Kardashian has booty. it. Kylie has it. Mm-hmm. Black China has yeah, it. Yeah, they've made it. And they've made it. Cardi a, B has a trend. it. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing. Everybody's got it. Right. So crazy. Yeah, which again, right, leads to other questions and conversations around what if you are thinking about doing this, young lady, what's your motivation behind this? Oh, what, I want to look talk like about them. That. Right. And, okay, is that is that really the best but motivation? But also Kim Kardashian looks like she has to wear a diaper on. So like, you know, like let's be real. <laughs> oh and her clothes are custom. Visual. Her clothes are custom made for her. Yeah. Like yeah. as a girl Literally. who was born with an ass, like do you know how hard it is to buy jeans? That's mm. like the hardest thing to do ever. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing to find. And my poor kid has it too. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to buy like leggings for a seven-year-old yeah. who's got a freaking dump truck. <laughs> it's so, And I feel so bad for her because she can't do anything about it. That is and I'm so like, funny. The shorts you're wearing are inappropriate because your butt is yeah. big. And I'm sorry <laughs> I did that to you. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand. I'm like, well, you have to wear shorts to your knees. I, there's no other options. I don't know what to tell you. That's precious. Yeah. But like... They have hips to go with the butt. Yeah, yeah. But then the legs are skinny. Right. And it's like a whole thing. It's, you know, it's a great conversation to be had around the, back to this intentional artificiality. Yeah. Right. And Why? Where, where is that going? Yeah. And and all the nuances of that. So, yeah, that's definitely another show I think we need to have. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm totally but so, down. 
Um, to answer your question around Botox, yeah, that was originally designed and approved by FDA as a treatment for two ophthalmological conditions. One is called blepharospasm, which is uncontrollable blinking, and the other oh. is strabismus, which is crossed eyes. And by injecting... Because those are muscular. They're muscles. And so by injecting <sighs> Botox here in the... I'm pointing to the middle of my forehead here. Sure. Between the brows. My 11s. By injecting the, yeah. the 11s, right, which Botox made that popular, calling these the 11s, these frown lines. By injecting there, you relax the muscle and problem solved. Well, as that was being injected, once FDA approved for that treatment, patients began to actually return to their ophthalmologist and request it for aesthetic reasons because yeah. their frown lines magically disappeared. They're like, my forehead looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And now they're you know <laughs> reading to their kids or what have you, and the kids aren't asking anymore, mom, are you angry with me? Oh. Yeah, I've literally had dang. conversations. Mm-hmm. I've had conversations with people like that. I, I know... I, Bear Med Spa in uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They started that Med Spa in large part because Christy Bear, the co-founder, was reading a bedtime story to her granddaughter, and granddaughter looks up and goes, "Grandma, are you angry with me?" She's like, "No, I'm not no, angry. I just can't see. Yeah, I'm just I'm <laughs> frowning. Right, right." And she's like, "Oh my gosh, I need Botox." <laughs> and she asked her Let's husband, start a "Yeah," asked her husband Dean Bear, who was not an aesthetic physician at the time. Uh, hey, we need to think about this. And they've become one of the top med spas in the Southwest. What a cool story. <laughs> I right? love that. And by the way, another true story about her. She got carded um, one time. Carded. Walking, she got carded. Well, so carded, quote unquote, for the senior card, right? So she <laughs> she was getting groceries at a supermarket. True story. And um, as she was walking out of the, the 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 checkout line, she noticed a sign that said senior discounts on like Wednesdays. And she's like, sure. oh, today's Wednesday. And so she- Can I have my discount please? Yeah. She, and, and the manager said to her, well, ma'am, you have to be a senior though. And she, she was, was like, like oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and she literally had to pull out her ID card and show I'll him. I'll prove it to you. Yeah. Would you like my AAP card also? <laughs> I can bring that up too. <laughs> Is that so great though? I mean, talking about yes. an advertisement for med spas. Yes. Holy cow. She'd be like, you are going to get carded. Just wait. Yes. Wow. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, okay. So-, so what do you think is the next big thing? And what have you had done? Yes. So the answer to both of those questions is jawline definition and contouring. Oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're so right. It, that you're is so right. The, I'm telling you. Jawlines are where it's at. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And uh, so MERS, the maker of Xeomin that we've been talking about, um, Bellatero, which is a hyaluronic acid filler. Okay. Um, they also have a skincare line, Neocutis, um, and a couple other great treatments, Ultherapy which I think is like radio wave therapy, if I'm not mistaken, for like skin toning, conditioning. Oh, that's cool. But their number one filler brand is Radius. And Radius is quite unique in that the technology behind that is called calcium hydroxyl appetite. So if you look at Radius, it really is more akin to, I would say, toothpaste than oh. a hyaluronic acid gel. Right, because hyaluronic acid is super jelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cl- hyaluronic acid is it's clear. Right. Yeah, it's, it, it's the gel. Yeah. Calcium hydroxyl appetite is like a toothpaste, which also, similar to how I was describing sculpture aesthetic, that toothpaste is all these tiny little microspheres of this active substance. And so when that is injected into the skin, 
you get this one-two punch of okay. immediate fill, yeah. which you don't get with sculpture aesthetic. Sculpture aesthetic happens over time. Sure. And people like that natural, gradual look, and you're building your own collagen. Not so shocking. Right. With radius. I have a huge ass. Where did it right. come from? <laughs> right. Yeah. Could you imagine if that happened overnight? Oh, my gosh. Bing. <laughs> yeah. My entire wardrobe no longer fits. Right. It's great. <laughs> so with Radius, you get the best of both worlds because you get the immediate fill of your hyaluronic acid fillers. Okay. But then you also get this long-term collagen stimulation. So it actually is FDA approved to stimulate both collagen and elastin. Mm. So you're getting- They go hand in hand. Hand in hand. I know. Hand in hand. You want so, elasticity and you want plump and you want all of it. 100%. Mm. And that structure. And so um, I got Radius in my own jawline about three years ago. Loved it. Still love the result. Um, looking actually forward to getting a retreatment. Um, and it was amazing. Like that, it was, again, that one-two punch of immediate, like it was the most chiseled, awesome like jaw. Off the cover of GQ. I was Giga Chad. No. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm a model. Right? I'm Just a in meme. Case you're I'm a living meme. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was incredible. And um, like I said, so the result was amazing and stunning and instant, and I still love the results. But so that was done for your, I think it's important that your listeners and viewers know this because they, I'm sure they've heard this said in different um, places the difference between on label and off label. Yeah, mm-hmm. uses. Yeah, yes. so. I got radius in my jawline off label. And all that meant, all that meant was that at that time, the FDA had not approved radius for a specific jawline indication. Right. Meaning MERS Aesthetics just simply had not invested in what's called a pivotal trial with FDA yeah. where you're, you know, doing X amount of patients right. and, you know. That's a significant investment. Group. It's a lot of money. A huge investment. Huge and it's so significant that oftentimes companies will not pursue a label indication right. because their product is being so successfully used off-label. Right. Now, where consumers need to be aware is that off-label treatments should be done within like basic standards of care. Yeah. Like these should be acceptable off-label right. treatments. Right. And they can have total peace of mind that just because the manufacturer didn't pursue this specific FDA trial, right. that if this is commonly being used in the aesthetic space, you're fine. Right. Like for instance, there's no FDA indication for sculpture aesthetic, right? You're not, right. there's no, okay, but it's, it's safe. But it's been Everyone's, approved else in other- It's been approved by the peers. Right. 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 The, the medical- It was the, a peer study. The medical, <laughs> there are, actually there are a lot of peer studies. I'm sure. Right. They're yeah. just not FDA they're approved. They're just harder to control. Well, yeah, they're not, you're not getting the official government stamp right. of approval, which really like one of the key points of that is the government says the manufacturer cannot market that. And right. that's important. For the off-label use. For that off-label use. Right. right? So Galderma, the maker of Sculptra, cannot legally market or promote in any way, shape, or form Sculptra being used in the derriere. Right. Right. Um, and so when I got radius in my jawline, 
MERS had not yet gotten a pivotal trial. Well, yeah. they got that FDA approval this past February. Oh, there you go. So it's super exciting. They're launching up a major um, campaign to support that. And there's there's word that another major manufacturer will be launching. Of course. Um, right. We're so right I it. see the jaw, jaw definition and contouring really taking off. And again, to bring the whole thing full circle... I want women to be empowered around <clears throat> thinking through, excuse me, if I am interested in that, why would I be interested? Yeah. Right? Not just, oh, what did, what did Marco say the new trend the is? the newest What thing. do I need to the do? the latest thing. Right. Honestly, though, I think I would see uh, men and women, I, I know women like to have a, you know, a, a firm jawline, right? No one likes to be like bubbly or, you know loose here. Correct. But I think men would like that more. I love it. If they struggle with like, you know, not having that oh man. clear cut manly jawline. Yeah. It's an amazing result. Honestly. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking earlier about you know, like these social cues and you know, we we're talking about breasts, right? Uh, there's all these social cues and 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 ways that people interact with oh, your yeah, interface for sure. your based even just biologically on your brace, uh, breast size, right? Facial appeasing. Yeah. If if a dude has a good straw strong jaw, jaw. I'm att- immediately my eyes are drawn to that. Hundred percent. Right. Again, biology. Yeah. And it can exactly right. Exactly. Having a strong jaw. Yeah. For what it is, you're fertile. Conveys, yeah, it conveys <laughs> fertility, you can strength, make virility. Yeah, it conveys confidence, right. right? And when you like what you see in the mirror, you feel better. Mm-hmm. Like when you look good, you feel good. And if you feel like you look good and you're confident, you're going to exude so much more than someone who's like hunched over and head down and not confident and looking at the ground when they walk. That's a complete difference. Exactly. And then not just for others, for how they perceive you, but how you perceive yourself. Yes. Yeah. What a great place to end. Love it. Me too. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, This April. is such a good episode. I really enjoyed I it. I am so pumped for everybody to hear it. Thanks so much. Of course. Thank you. Okay. Yay. Um, if you guys want to find you, right? Yes. So say the name of your show again. Aestheticinfluencers.show is where we currently live on Instagram. Okay. And, and aesthetic we... is A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C. Thanks for asking. You're yes, welcome. that was perfect. <laughs> uh aestheticinfluencers.show on Instagram. Yes. And then um look forward to your show coming out, I guess, in the fall. Mm-hmm. Do you know what month it'll come out? Not yet. Okay. We'll have a big launch party. You will be there. Yay! Yes. I would love to come. It'll be off the chain. I can't wait to ask everybody an, there what, what procedures they've had done. Yes. Yeah. We had an I'll be amazing, there with my microphone. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what have you had done? Live podcasting. Oh, okay, oh shit. That Dude, would be amazing. We're done. Done. Drop mic. Done. Mic drop. Oh, my gosh. Done. Yeah, we had an amazing launch party for the business um, last December at the Gaylord. Dear Mary Rob, who you've had here her. a number of times. Love, love her to her. death. She was there. Yeah, so um, we do we do launch parties right Good. I can't wait to come. Perfect. Um, yeah. So if you are, if you want to check out what he's doing, the things that he's uh, educating people on, all of that, look for the show. Um, and then, of course, whenever your show does come out, when it launches, I will make sure to promote to on my social media and on the podcast. Just be like, hey, just so you know, the show is out so you can watch it. I'm really looking forward to that. Thank I think you. it will help a lot of people, especially... Me, my friends, my demographic, right? Because I'm that millennial. I'm 34. So I'm right at that age where we start thinking about it. Are we doing it? Mm -hmm. Are we not doing it? Also, thank you. I'll take Mm -hmm. that compliment. Um, You're welcome. But I know a lot of my friends are like in that, we're in that realm, right? Where we've had like children and our lines aren't maybe going away at night and Mm -hmm. (laughs) stuff like that. So it's like, 
when do we start? How do we start? What do we do? How do we do it? So I'm really looking forward to that. And of course, if you have any questions for me, uh, feel free to reach out to me either on social media or um, at Gmail, biggirlpantspod at gmail.com. And check me out on any platform that you find your uh, podcasts. And uh, like, subscribe, and leave us a review. That's all. Thank you. Bye. Bye.